Washington's most controversial, the most raw, unfiltered, uncut podcast, hosted by Seattle-based Commander-in-Chief of Laughter, General Mutombo, love from Washington State, USA. I am so freaking excited to be here with my guest, the great, the honorable. Leave this nigga alone. Leave this nigga alone. Yeah, yo, I know. Yo, yo, get, get inside the mic, bro. Get, get comfortable, mic, man. man. Listen, listen, listen. This mic, this, this, this mic wants you to kiss it. Okay, I'm blowing kisses. Ah, African style. How you doing though? How you doing though? Yo, bro, I'm doing. I'm chilling. How's your week? Yo, just, just. Why, why are you looking handsome all of a sudden? This Corona <laughs> did you well. You know the people are dying. You're just collecting your blessings. <laughs> really? Listen, man. I just. <laughs> Yo. No, no, man. I, I... Stay safe, yo. Stay safe, yo. Uh, yeah, try, try hard. Welcome bro. to Shoreline. It's Washington, bro. Summer is over, brother. Summer is over, brother. Summer is over. Uh, we are here. We do it our thing. What you know? It's election night. Yes. Uh, I think Washington did well. Mm-hmm. I think Nevada is still putting on the wig and the makeup and the eyebrows and the wig. I don't know what Nevada is doing. Is you, do you have Africans there? Do you have Africans in Nevada, you know? What? Africans in Nevada. Oh, no, I've never heard of this. Do you think Africans are in Nevada? Because they're the ones waiting for the president to be there. No, no. I, Nevada is like that. Africa will tell you I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they have not left their house yet. You... One, one, of the worst things, one of the worst things about that time was it may be an emergency. You were stuck in an emergency, like life and death, like brother. I need five bucks. Can you be here in five minutes or ten minutes? And somebody's like, I'm around the corner. <laughs> I'm coming right I'm now, right now. Right now. Right, right, now, right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that right now, right hey, now, you know that shit is not happening, bro. Yeah, 
Oh man, what? How's your How's your week? Did you vote? I voted. You voted? I voted. I voted. Oh, I I am one of those biggest procrastinators, man. You cannot get me to. <laughs> I can't vote yet, sir, bro. So I appreciate you voting on my behalf. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank But you. But you know where my heart is, eh? You put it there when you're connecting, eh? Mix them. Tell them what's up, eh? We're not here playing around. Eh? You already know what's up. Yeah. Hey, uh, but uh, um, this week has been like rough. Like basically, the last two weeks have been rough for a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I admire like how people still put positive stuff out in the universe like social media and stuff like tiktok and instagram and people just wake up and find purpose that's dude that's that's beautiful man you know what one thing i realized is that we don't have a choice man like like think about it right like a lot of us who are underrepresented who put our heart into this election yeah those of us who are on the phone refreshing every minute right yeah. we literally we have something to lose We you understand. Do. Yes. And because we have something to lose, like our heartfelt emotions are invested in this. But you know, another thing that's just very funny about this situation is that tomorrow we're going to wake up and we're still going to be in the same position we've been. Same bills. Past. Same, same bills, responsibilities. Sa- same tax bracket. Same tax bracket. <laughs> we're here, here just arguing. <laughs> Me, you, you know, me. I was like, unless you know, one of them calls me and asks me what's my last name personally. I just like, you know, we're going back to work. Let's go back to work. Yo, because is... we like, you know what? What kills me right now, my brother, right. is no matter who wins, there's more than half the country that likes the other dude. Yeah. So like, half the country does not support you fam right that kills the that, that that's like being like, that's like being the ceo of a company you fought so hard to be but half the half the half your employees don't listen to your ass bro you're gonna have you're not gonna grow no man for real <laughs> this, this is what we, we gotta go back out there just do our thing just you do know? your thing fam for, life is short listen remember were you in the u.s when obama won yeah i remember yeah i was Yeah, remember how hopeful you felt? Yeah, because I thought my bank account was gonna like come from overdraft to bam, credit score seven hundred and ninety. But this nigga, my, exactly. my overdraft was overdraft. One year afterwards, how did you feel? I felt like it. Uh, it felt good to have a, a representative who sold me a dream as a child, like I could be president one day. Mm-hmm. But on the ground. Things were different. Right. On the ground, on my feet, I knew that you know I'm being pinched in a way that because I'm expected to do more now. You know, like you expected to. It's kind of like think about this: a corporation. Right. When you have a black boss, you have to step it up some more. Yeah. Because you don't want to. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah, you don't want to be out. that guy because yeah. you're, you're slacking because uh, you know your boss is somewhat like you. No, right. no, 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 you don't want to do that. <laughs> And us Africans too, we have this thing, this kind of like respect thing. Yeah. You're starting to look at your boss as an uncle, right? So mm-hmm. like... <laughs> you think you can slide around and kind of your round away things. One thing I appreciate about America though mm-hmm. is a lot of a lot of people on the ground, expatriates like me and you, mm-hmm. we are in tune with what's going on. You know, like we're not like back in the day where people would be transplanted from Africa to here, collect knowledge and just leave. Like, you know, we're just collectors. Now we are part, we are part, we are, right. our kids are African-American now. So right. African-American problems are not immune to us. No, you know, no, like they're, they're part of the our ground. journey. <laughs> yeah, like now we're on the ground, like we want to know policies, we want to study the law. You saw NSARS, you saw NSARS? What yeah. do you think about NSARS, bro? Bro, listen, NSARS to me was like 
a lot of good energy. Vibes, man. Vibes. For the first time, I felt like, you know what? There's something that can change in that continent. Man, you saw like... Like that revolution, you know, Nigeria is like Texas. Right. Yeah, that's a whole like a whole like uh, its own over there. Yo, Nigeria does its own thing. Actually, yo, I'm asking Whiskey and Banaboy to get together and agree. It should be United States of Nigeria, like because those like, that's a bro, that's yo. huge. This not this not Nigeria. That's the problem. They should divide it. <laughs> But uh, I was happy to see the young youth. Because mm-hmm. I'm from Kenya, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of police brutality across. The place, right? But to see one country show that guys are not scared of of GS4 or uh, what's it called GSU or special for they're like right. we're ready to die, like we're ready to make sure the world sees our faces. Then diaspora connected with them because they believed in what they're selling, right. like because they want freedom. That was beautiful to me, bro. Yo, that was I. <laughs> I I live through Nigeria. You know, I come from Togo. Oh, you've gone to Nigeria? Uh, I I live through them, right? Tell me, tell me about Togo. Tell me about Togo. How's so like? Togo is a place that has been led by the same guy for 50 years. Wait, he died, and then his son took over. It's been now about huh, 2005 to 2020. We are about now 15 years. So on the low low, we are like <laughs> we're a dictatorship, man. You're in dictatorship. Yo. Somebody led for 50 years. What kind of democracy is there when you lead for 50 years? That's like that Ugandan guy, Museveni. Oh no! The, Listen, Museveni. Where we, those guys we used to compete with them, right? Museveni. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bongo. Yeah. <laughs> that guy from uh, the guy from Zambia, Zimbabwe, 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 um, Mugabe, Mugabe, Mugabe. <laughs> Nonsense. Yo, all of those people used to be our peers. Yeah. When, when we were to compare how bad life is with us, this okay. is this is the people we 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 look at. And Togo has been a dictatorship. So, and police brutality thing is something that's it's like, been there. It's it's real. Yeah. Like we, I mean, people don't understand this, right? Like army people in literally army briefs jumping over walls, going into people's houses and flogging them around election time. For right? no reason. For no reason. Like just that's that's been our life in Togo. So for me and, and SARS was hitting like a button. It was just like wow. This and, is real. This and, is good. People are standing up for this. Right. This, they are, represent a lot of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah in exactly. in Kenya, like uh, a lot of especially the youth, mm-hmm. uh you dress well, you're out like one weekend and this decide to pounce on your ass. Maybe the little maybe it's a night out. They always like target like places which have like nice, beautiful right. nightlife. Like, oh you look like you have money. They just you just have to keep on giving them money. You run a business like you know like a matatu matatu is like a, yeah. like a how can i put this isn't matatu the the mode of transportation yeah yeah, yeah. matatu is a culture farm it's a yeah. big culture down there man it's, it's, put it? that's like a mini truck that is pimped out with lights in it and this massive tvs yeah. and there's smoke machines where they have a lot of shit on it and they all have this graffiti on the outside yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's an yeah. experience you need to go to kenya get to put on a matatu bro. yo listen i actually did go to kenya but i wasn't there for too too long but you saw the matatu i saw the matatu why did you run away why did you not get <laughs> Kenya, Kenya was very special. Tell me about. I was not supposed to be in Kenya. Okay. And I, I was traveling for work, right. and I did one of those like four one nine things where I got my bus to agree to, <laughs> to sort of let me go to Kenya for yeah. a hot second. Uh-huh. So I needed to not be visible in Kenya, and I needed to not get in trouble in Kenya because I'm known to go to African countries and maybe end up in jail or some shit like that. Yeah, you need to be wanting your money. Maybe thinking you have that American dollar. So they, they think I'm flexing. They see my thing and. and Generally, I'm running with like works card or whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, um, 
went to Kenya. Yo, listen. I'll tell you a, a funny story about Kenya. Tell me why. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the cab. Why? I'm, I'm on the way to your popular market or whatever. Yeah. Right? Kenya a market. Yeah, they have the Nyama Choma. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's a barbecue meal, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, yo, listen. I, yeah. I, I have like the the Maasai cloth. Um, I, I have like the shields and all of that stuff that I got over there, right? But I'm, I'm walking into the market and I want to buy something, right? And listen, I am watching the driver because I'm African, man. Like I, I know all of these tricks. I am trying to figure out if my driver is gonna call, text, uh, telepathy anybody in the market to set my price. But he doesn't do that all the way to the point we get there. And on the way, I'm asking him for the price. I'm like, what's the price of that thing I'm about to buy? I write it down. I had already called a bunch of friends who were like family down there and stuff. And I asked them for their price too. So this guy's price was mark- was matching. Tell me why I entered the market. The guy sees the other guy, puts his hand up, does like a signal or something. It kind of looks like the weird, like three fingers up in the air or something like that. Boom. My price just changed times three automatically he told me i I waited there asked for the thing he's like oh no 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 it's like a hundred thousand something or like i don't i don't even remember what the currency was like Yeah, because you know you came with the you know your value added tax you know you you said that's little tax you have the culture tax accent tax you are here but they smell it you know when when i go to kenya too Mm -hmm. If I go to Kenya right now, yeah. I still I will be like you. I can't I can't I have to get somebody to like Really? Yeah, because my price would be three times. How do they know? You, you look you look no, like you just rolled out of Kenya. Bro, listen, you just yo listen, that jacket right there looks like it looks like the Kenyan and Tanzania border where that exactly, jacket. Exactly, right? exactly. But you know the problem? Bro. Let me tell you. We think it's the big things. Yeah. It's the small things. Hey, can I have ice with this? It's the small things. Yeah. Do you have uh, do you have this chilled? It's a small thing. Right. Do you have broccoli instead of the roasted potatoes? They're like, hey, Charlie, <laughs> who says broccoli? Instead of potatoes. <laughs> who is eating broccoli? <laughs> they're looking at you and they're like, and then you're like, can okay. I have can I have my salad to go? They're like, he said to went to go where. To go where? To leave. Where? Where He's leaving the food here or the food leaving with him? What? what? That's how they catch us from. Listen. Hey. Yo, those... <laughs> it's all in the language, man. Vibes, yo. Vibes. vibes. Anyway, so... I wanted to tell... I, w- I wanted to kind of like... Do a little intro for our audience. Right. right? So we present each other and kind of figure out like how did actually this thing roll through and how we got here even today like what's you know what's kind of like the what's what's been the path right so you are public figure a little bit just a little bit bit. public figure (laughs) in seattle you you do you do shows you you do comedy this is why we we just haven't stopped laughing non-stop um but you also have a podcast. Yeah, vibes, man. So, so tell me a little bit about that thing, man. What, what are you doing on there? Man, man. So, so COVID hit. Like COVID hit us hard, man. Slapped uh-huh. us through the ass. It slapped us through the booty heavy. Like all our shows got canceled and stuff. All my, like I saw darkness in the periphery. Like, like there's nothing like, going on up up in Belly. Right. And uh, I had to, I had to find a way to connect with my people because I, you know, jumped on TikTok a little bit. I realized. 
I am too old. You see, my knees do not cooperate with what the TikTok dancers are all about. And I realize I can't do this. I've never sacrificed all my energy for 13 year olds like this in my life. Fuck it. No, if they don't like me, they don't like me. Idiocy. So I left there. And uh, I decided, I, I started talking to people more, like on the phone, yeah. like FaceTime, Zoom and stuff. And I realized a lot of people have stories. You know, a lot of people when you're in the house after that lockdown, you have a lot of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And I started telling my story. Yeah. People don't know you, man. They see you today in a, you're in a Gucci sweater. Tomorrow you look like Goodwill and 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 the Salvation Army mixed together. And they're really confused if you're doing drugs or that day you skipped your meds. Like you know what I'm saying, like uh, this 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 stillness. Like yeah. you were home, you couldn't go. You were sit with yourself. Think, think. What's your next move? Think. People have been laid off. Think. We made a lot of people have like a little clarity about a lot of things. So I call a couple of friends and like, you guys, are you ready to share some stories with me? And they're like, where are you pitching this from? I said, I'm pitching it from uh, an immigrant's point of view mm-hmm. of walking blindly into a lot of things without some type of uh, uh, a mentor. Because African mentors only mentor people who are related to who they're going to get gain from. Like, it's not easy to get a mentor who just genuinely wants to pick you up from the bottom. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. how about I plug you in? Are you are you you're a pharmacist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you help me tell other people how to navigate school to get to where you got? Because I haven't seen a book like that in Barnes and Noble or any bookstore of how an African so and so can help you get to so and so. We just read other people's books, but we don't pass knowledge. We read Maya Global and all these other Chinua chapters. But where's that book that tells you how to navigate the trucking company? Oh, how yeah. to operate in nursing home. The shit you want to do, right? You're yeah. in healthcare, right? You're a medical profession, right? right? Do you have a book of somebody written by a person like you to how to be successful in the place you are? No. So the only way I could do it mm-hmm. was my podcast. So I found people. I said, can you give me an hour of your day? Yeah. An hour of your time? Yeah. Plug me in, man. How did you get to to be a, a plumber? How did you get to be a stripper? How did you get to be... <laughs> yeah. How did you get to be the only African who's in the astronaut world how's been how are you the only african who sells sex toys in atlanta and nobody knows about you why did you get in that business and right. they tell me stuff and and that those stories to me i don't feel like they're just talking to me they're talking to a lot of people because a lot of my audience are from parts of the world that i, I didn't even dream i'd ever go right yeah that's the vibe did, did you ever catch this like weird thing in your podcast journey where like you recorded something but you can't post it a lot a lot like either because it's just too raw or you know or because like this is like so radioactive you don't even know what to do with it so I will tell you plenty plenty this is plenty plenty advice about mm-hmm. when you go into podcast when I go when I used when I began at first mm-hmm. I worried about a lot of people what they'll think of me mm-hmm. when I started thinking that a lot of people who come to the podcast apart from myself, So whatever judgment is on there will be, this is my tribe. I started finding people who understand me. That's why I started bringing interviews in. Mm. So everything that I used to be scared to put out, now I'm not. Now I'm like, I already have my tribe. Oh, you you listen? Oh, you understand me? Oh, you, that's why you even guest on my show. Okay, yeah. you're good. Because you, as you grow older, you don't need you don't need a whole multi-village you just need a little clan that believes in you you need you need that nucleus right your soul's fire resonate with you (laughs) yeah your dreams magnify yeah yeah no i'm listen i vibe with that man when i when i posted my first podcast how was it for you how was it for you when you posted your first one 
when I posted my first podcast, mm-hmm. I just felt like I don't know, man. It's it's sort of like jumping into the now come on come on yeah come on tell us yeah yeah you know what yeah. I'm saying like it's like jumping into the into the darkness and then just like seeing whatever is gonna pop up and then I started getting messages from my sister's friends like oh you sent it to your sister your sister's here in the state yeah my sister is in Philly and she's she's actually the smart one in the family ah. um, <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Yeah, listen, I, hey. I I feel like I shout out my sister almost every episode, man, because she's like she she literally gets your blood, man. Let's do yeah, it. she's she blood, she supports. It's it's crazy. You need that, man. I don't know how people who are born single do that shit, man, because I don't I don't feel like I can get that from a single friend, man. Like mm, the way that's that's different. Yeah, the way she, the way she rock with me is like I I don't even know, man. I don't, I don't say anything, and she's just there, you know. But but anyway, so I sent it to her the first time. Okay, and. I was just like kind of like tripping a little bit of like yeah how am I gonna get listens I have to promote this shit started to post links and left and right and then just like I, I had a click from her which was like she sent it to just a small group of her friends three or four people like that and each one of them recorded a voice note and sent it back to her and she forwarded those things to me and I was just like holy smokes like there are two people out there ready waiting for the next episode to drop after that man it was just like you know what damn good on this shit it, 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 it don't matter as long as you know I produce that shit I listen to it and I'm mm-hmm. proud of it yeah we're ready to vibe that's remember, it's supposed to be very unrolled it's supposed to be it's not you're not doing radio but right. you're just connecting with people you try but like my, my whole point of going into podcasting was finding my tribe right? like I struggled when I moved to Seattle I lived in Kansas for 10 years And uh, I moved to Seattle like two, two years, two and a half years ago. And I've been struggling to find my tribe. I've been in every type of friendship circle you know. The, yeah. the, the heavy, the heavy, mech, the heavy Latino community in West Seattle, the African community out there in the South, even in the North, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling every community, I'm telling the best, I'm telling my Kenyan, East African, West Africa, it's been heavy. We've been partying heavy with the white boys in Mexico. <laughs> Heavy, heavy, <laughs> terrible in terrible in Bellevue. We were heavy with the with the with my boys from the Greece over there. But tribe is people who want to go where you want to go, not people mm-hmm. who are toasting with you every Friday through Sunday. Shit, that I had to pause there because that's a clip. That's literally that's the promo of this this episode right here. Tribe, you, you need your tribe. You need people. Who understand the eventual goal of why everything you're pursuing will benefit all of them and all of them whatever they're pursuing will benefit you it's a it's an ecosystem, just like bees and flowers like mm-hmm. bees help bees get something from the flower the flower pollinating the bees that's yeah. how the universe is supposed to be that's how our habitat is created i plug into you we have plugs you give me energy today i give you energy tomorrow and we magnify the whole room two lights in a room magnify the room more than one And once the universe understands that, it'll be just just a different vibe, man. It's a different vibe. Yo, listen, that's that's exactly what I want to press you. Being that point where I'm rocking with my tribe, mm-hmm. proud of the content I'm putting out, and just you know, yeah, and then just looking forward, yeah. which, which is like, which which is actually part of my platform, right? My platform is things we don't say. Yeah, vibes. Yeah, you know, we we just try to do like. When I had the idea originally, I just mm-hmm. wanted to tell short stories, right? I wanted yeah. to tell a story that was like, you know, something something very specific where somebody comes in and tell me a story, we knock that story out and it's literally a things we don't say story. Right? 
and you know and it's been hard to get to that point because sometimes the, the stories are not short they're like every episode I've, I've i've had so far i've felt like man i needed to i needed 45 minutes more of this shit so that i can get to the point where like the full story is told you know what i'm saying which brings me to my main segment now which is things we don't say right do you have a typical things we don't say story? Is there is there something part of your journey that you're you're looking at? You're like, you know what? This this is this is this shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have a daughter. Um, her name is Sienna. She's eight. Sienna Annalise. I love the name Sienna because that's somewhere. Somewhere I used to fantasize to go and sit and like have berries that make the best Moscato, the best Chardonnay in the world. Europe. Yeah. Annalise. Because there was an 80s, uh, 1980s, there was a movie star that my dad used to like quite a bit. We used to watch him all the time. And I found out that my ex-wife at that time used to like the same artist. Oh. So I said it on Elise, gave her that French touch to it. Mm. On Sarigo, I gave her my grandfather's name. Yeah, my grandfather died of diabetes. I thought uh, she want, he wanted to see me get married sometime. You, I was his caretaker before he died. So he was me like, I want to see your wife one day. I'm like, oh, I can't afford you right now. Like, oh, I want to see your wife one day. So hopefully that last name, she still has it. Like, yeah. yeah. Man, I haven't seen her in seven years. Seven years, man. Tough Damn. story, fam. Damn. I haven't seen her for yeah. I relive this every birthday, every Christmas, every Easter. Damn. Yeah, man. That girl. I met a, a mother, my co-parent. She's not a terrible woman. I think she makes a couple of bad decisions here and there. <laughs> but uh, it's misguided stuff, you know, but... I don't think she's a terrible woman, but she gave me a beautiful girl, you know, my co-pilot. Yeah. Her name is Jennifer. So we met in Kansas. Wow. Yeah. It was a good relationship, you know. She started good parts and everything, but, you know, some things that people don't talk about is a path, is a path of a blind immigrant trying to navigate the States and you're trying to learn some things I don't know if I'm I don't know how to put it yo you know what I wish there was literally content like that out there I uh, you know like you know let me tell you something I was raised by a single mom right yeah. my mom was called Jake we're five boys right it was me the firstborn there's Tony there's Clinton there's Amos there's Albert your 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 whole entire super adult life you're with a single lady so there's some things you're coming into this world whether you're finished graduating you're going to a new country you're pursuing your education and your hustle but there's a part of you that is a nurture that you go into things blindly because you have no knowledge right but some people target people like us they know you're vulnerable they you know you cannot defend yourself right. you're in a circumstance and at this point i'm i'm talking about 
domestic violence in relationships or in marriages that involve immigrants. See, if you're, Whoa. there are a lot of states, there are a lot of states, right. and different states hold different values or different laws. Mm-hmm. Some, historically, women have been abused by men a lot. Right. Affects them, mentally, spiritually, all that. Mm-hmm. Laws have been put in place, cutthroat laws, in first world countries. I'm not talking Kenya because Kenya still continues that bullshit. Yeah. East Africa, you know that bullshit still. West, West as well. Yeah, they're still we're, doing it. We're, we're but we're in America, it's different. And you're yeah. brought, you're planted from this environment to this environment with no guidance on that part. You just know how to come as a student, but you're a human being. You're growing, mm-hmm. and and what you exhibit as an American citizen or a citizen who's in America is is as um, the habits that you are nurtured by. Mm-hmm. Nobody told you yelling in castles can catch you a domestic violence case. Yelling is raising your voice, which is deemed a threat to a woman. You didn't know that. In Africa, it's arguing. Right. <laughs> right? Or, or, or just having a real yeah, conversation. Yeah, but that's deemed right? a threat in Kansas. When you raise your voice mm-hmm. and the lady calls the cops and says your voice was raised, that's deemed a threat. Wow. That's not coaching you. That's, that's bringing together what you were saying earlier about... Um, you know, having a guide to teach you essentially how to navigate life, how to survive. In, yeah, how to survive in this this place, this new place. This this is not home. Yeah, we are settling, but we are learning to inhabit as guests. We're learning. Yeah. I was in a in a very toxic marriage with my ex-wife, and uh, she was very abusive to me. Abusive physically. In a way that, you know, a lot of people when you talk about this stuff, they laugh about it. But like, what do you mean? We talk about. I mean, like, physically doesn't mean that I can't defend myself. Physically, if you're naive to the laws is if a woman, if your woman, your wife, your girlfriend, or the lady you're cohabiting with attacks you and you react to it, and the law enforcement comes, more 99% of the time they ask the lady if you put your hands on her. But not the other way around. They don't ask what you did or what she did, whether she had a knife like my ex-wife or slammed doors or tried to burn you alive. No, it's just, what did, did he put your hands, did he put your hands on you? You may be defending yourself, brother. Whoa. She may be slapping you with a, a, a samurai sword. Whoa. When you hold her hands and the cops come and find your hands on her, you're the villain. And you stand to lose everything that you ever stood for for years. Well, that's the thing. Now, you think if you empower the wrong people without information and they live with it, and they know I can press this button and you ain't going to do shit, how many abusive black men do you know are in relationships like that? Mm. They can't budge because the button is there. Yeah. Do something. They don't know any better. And I did that for years. I think I tried to commit suicide at one time off on the highway. Uh, I co- uh, the first time I actually went through my ex-wife's phone and I found she was cheating on me and, and I rushed out of the house, I was in my underwear, she had a knife on her, she was cursing me out, we had a, like a like a nine month old baby at that time, it was weird bro, this was like really like, 
Nah, it was bad, fam. Bro, bro. And I walked in the highway, fam, in underwear, in my boxes on that morning in 2010. Bro, in April. I wanted to kill myself, man. I'm like, fuck this. I'm done. I've done everything perfect. The marriage looks perfect on the outside, but it's not. So, so, so rewind. Re- rewind. Wow. Okay. Rewind. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, fam, you've been through a lot. Listen, man. People in Iraq go through worse, fam. Bro. We count blessings, fam. We don't count curses, fam. We got blessings all the day, fam. Yo. Oh, my goodness. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been drinking fast tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should load up again if you want. Yeah. Wow. So. Things you should know. There are a lot of black immigrant men. Or color men of color. Or just a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Who are surviving under a lot of abuse from American citizens. And all the laws stifle, especially if you're a man. Mm-hmm. Bro, I tried to fight my case in Bahawa. My wife used to burn my shit, bro. My wife used to throw my African food out. She didn't want to listen to African music around me, bro. I never had Oh, yo, hey. what you say? What you it say, bro? Like, I, I remember one day she took my passport and cut it with a scissor, like, like cha 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 cha. I'm like telling the cops, look at what she did. I'm like, ah, yeah, just yeah. follow the report. Actually, it's good for you to actually leave right now. This is a crib, fam. Yo. Yeah, and you, you, you get to that point, you, got a lot of, you start looking at things that are man. I but, used to, you know what I used to go? Well, this was the stupidest thing ever. So me and my daughter, named, uh, Sienna, I told you Sienna, yeah. right? So I have a couple of pictures I'll share with you sometime. So I used to take her to the zoo. Yeah. You know I used to go to the zoo? What? I'm a jungle boy, motherfucker. I was in Nairobi, Kenya. I was raised right in Langata, where my home was bordered bordered by a little fence by the biggest like animal reserve in the world. Yeah. Jungle boy to the bone. When you go and see those animals and you see a lion in a cage at the orphanage, you're taking pictures. You're happy, right? You're happy that this animal is is tamed in a way that meets your insecurity. Right. What do you think in its natural habitat it would do to you? Yo, nothing will be left of you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Who will have time to take pictures? Yo. This majestic, majestic elephant. Right. Y'all over here feeding dirty cabbages to take your pictures and make you happy. What do you think in its environment you are? You would not survive. So that's how I look at life. I'm like, yeah. yo, take your pictures, buddy. <laughs> but when you're when you're facing, when you're the community and the society is ready to, to face and help men, and men will still go to bars and get into alcoholism and drug abuse and all these things. Kids who don't want to go back to Africa and stuff. People who don't want to address mental health issues that come with things that people have experienced. People have relationship PTSD, yeah. marriage PTSD, kids PTSD. Wow. Things that fuck you up because in Africa they didn't exist, bro. Bro, we don't talk about it. Ain't shit, nobody man. told you shit like this. Yeah. People, people probably went through it but didn't say a thing. We're we're a culture of like put everything on the wraps, bro. I had a friend of mine. He was my neighbor. He used to fight with this girl. His name was Chad. He had his Asian girlfriend. Mm-hmm. 
they fought quite a bit, bro. Quite a bit. It got bad. Like one time, I tried to help him. Mm-hmm. She called the cops and made it look like me and him were jumping her. There's that toxic trait of people. Yeah. And once they and the, the funny thing, they don't get other toxic people. And I'm not negating the fact that there are toxic men. There are a lot of toxic fucking men. No way. But I'm gonna say there are also toxic women, fam. And toxic women who really do some damage that the society is not ready to embrace. Like, yo, this niggas really be going through some shit. But, but, but you know what? Let's play the devil's advocate. What did you do, fam? That's what the, was what was your first transgression? Because I feel like all of problem. these stories that's have... That's a problem. That's a problem that the society has. Yeah. See, any woman mm-hmm. who's in a, in a domestic toxic environment... Mm-hmm. A lot of people ask her the same thing. Did you cheat? Did you do this? What if there's somebody just who's dissatisfied by himself or herself? Does not feel as a human being they are in in their full self or what they're supposed to be in the world. Yeah. You're supposed to be a model, but you fucked up. You're not a model anymore. Now you're seeing yourself being model. Other friends of yours being models. So every time you come home, you bring the energy that's not even, we are okay here, yeah. but you're taking out on the wrong person. Yeah. You married this guy. You wanted to marry this guy, but this guy married somebody else. You ended up marrying me as a revenge to show this person that you're marrying me. Now the whole relationship, I'm taking the negative energy because these two people you're trying to compare yourself to are looking happier than us. <laughs> They're going to Dubai. We're going to Everett. <laughs> <laughs> And you're pissed off. Yo. And you're projecting that e- that energy to me. You wanted to marry a six foot tall nigga. I'm a four foot three nigga. But I'm the only one who bought you flowers from the cemetery. This nigga never bought you shit. So you are to marry this four foot three nigga. Yeah, by, by the way, day. you're tall. By the way, you're, you're, you're tall. You, you're really tall. You're no four foot anything. Now, think about it, bro. Think about it. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Like, you're projecting your actual reality no you're projecting your fake reality or mm-hmm. whatever your ambitions was right. to something that doesn't exist what do you think relationship was what do you think marriage was marriage is not Jada and the old Will Smith not the new one the new one where you know what's up the Africans they just got entangled in each other <laughs> <laughs> African style we call it Nairobi now but, uh, Nairobi. but uh, it's not Baywatch right it's bro <laughs> tomorrow I might be sick in the hospital and I need to donate blood can you donate blood to me yeah. I might be knocked off I might be I'm driving an accident a drunk driver hits me I'm paralyzed for six months can you take care of the kids because yeah. I'm gonna be limping a little bit for, you know what I'm saying like Jack Sparrow whatever that nigga was <laughs> so it's just just are you gonna are you are you gonna be this and that reality hits people different after after the start to be together for yeah can you start realizing religiously or You're not connecting at that time. Let me, it's different. It's different. In Africa, people, you had a whole village to do a research for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yo, you I, had a whole village to do a research for you. You didn't have to do shit. You have somebody saying, you. she went here, she did this, I know her. You had your grandmother. Everybody had research of her. Yo, Who's doing research for you here? Yo, literally, you could walk into a neighborhood in Canvas. Yeah. I've, we've done this for, for, for relatives that got married. You show up to the neighborhood, you you look at the oldest looking motherfucker in that room. 
go to him, ask him a few questions. He'll give you three or four names. You come out of there, boom, CSI. Everything, you know, bro. You know everything about this person. Special forces, fam. Where, where they were born. As a matter of fact, you know the quirks. You know, you know if they're a good partner to be in a relationship. Not, yeah. yeah. So here, who does that for you? Oh, man, you don't. Exactly. So, <laughs> so everything that unfolds to you, everything is new. Yeah. Basically, you're still an orientee in life. Every four years, you're still an orientee and, and you're knocking walls. And that's why I'm telling you, things like this podcast to me yeah. became this avenue where I'm like, bro, it's been it's been going on for a while. Fam. Let's help others. Right. The only love we get to keep is the love we give. Yeah. Let's like, yo, bro, bro, bro. Let me show you something, right? Real quick. Fuck you telling me that you're low-key. You're a black man in America. If you're low-key, they'll never know you suffer injustices. Do you understand? You need your camera on you. You need to tabulate. I lost my child because I do not have enough pictures to show that I bought enough birthday gifts. Because I'm from Africa. When you buy something, why do I have to show, take a picture to show people? Yeah. But I'm in a different culture that has shown me how to document. Documentation will save your life, brother. Yeah. If there's anything I'll leave this podcast with, documentation will save you. It didn't save my life before because I was like, like, I don't want to take, I don't want to do this. Bro, this day, if I pull up at Starbucks and we order water, I will take a picture. <laughs> I was here at this time. Bro. This will show. I was here at 3.30. Yeah. Bro, if we eat carrots outside Ballad or something, I don't get. Let's take a photo. <laughs> Yeah, here. Yeah. The day something Bro. happens and you realize you're in a you're in a in a court like the 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 appeals court and three judges are looking at you and you have lawyers and you're defending yourself. Your lawyer doesn't want to give a fuck about you because you don't have enough money to defend yourself. And you realize, bro, it's me against the world. This is Kansas City. It's already against me. Let me fuck this up. That's when you realize, brother, it's not about you anymore. Wow. about your generation it's about these things you think your ego doesn't want to do get used to them from it's not the cushion you think it's not the cushion you think bro how did you get out of that man yeah god is good fam. how how did you like legit legit how did you teleport yourself to seattle god god is good fam. <laughs> i uh i had a girlfriend here yeah uh i moved out here for her um unfortunately when i moved out here I had come at least twice mm. before with hotel, whatever, hotel, living, whatever. But finally, the friends I, I introduced her to when I was here, while I was away, planning how to move here, she got on a deeper level with me. Mm. She got generous with her pelvis with them. So by the time I moved here, I didn't know until I moved here, like, a week and then I'm like why are you not showing up I moved here you're in Vancouver bro, Canada bro, why don't you pull up and uh, like bro let's plan bro. let's get our apartment or something I was so depressed when she told me bye I wanted to tell you and I'm like ah, it's okay bro this is the second time you're getting hit with this shit man yeah and uh, it hit me hard for me it hit me hard bro. it hit me hard and uh, and then and then uh, yeah then I wanted to go back to Kansas and I'm like, no, nah, that will make her win. She'll think she won. Yeah. So I figured myself out quickly and uh, I established my roots, fam. I established my roots and it's been two and a half years. I think I moved fast into this stuff and 
God has been good, man. God has been good. All I'll say is, uh, you pursue shit, fam. You go, fam. You yeah, go. You. <laughs> you know I'm saying, go. Yeah. I'm, mar- I'm married right now to a beautiful woman, fam. Yo, you fam. got married, fam. Fam, fam. You don't see that, fam, Ooh. fam, fam. Oh, Black that's home. shiny, fam. Whoa, whoa, that's... I got this from Dubai, fam. Yo, Ooh, that's clean. That's so cool. No, no, I will get it for free. I don't money. You know? Bro, bro you, hey, you, you know, you know what? Though? This comes from just looking at a bunch of African men, yeah. and every time they tell you they're married, you, you think it's like. I don't know, man. <laughs> you just think it's like some old yeah. shit. They got married at like you know some traditional stuff and not real marriage. I didn't even see the ring. Wow, you you yeah, you're in it. Yeah, we did a yeah we we celebrated an anniversary in uh in uh April this year. First yeah. year? Yeah, no, it's uh, second year. Almost second year. Second year will be next April. Yeah, this first year. Yeah. So th- this question goes for literally I think a lot of youngins and people who have gone through what you have or yeah. up and down will probably get a lot from but like how did you end up still believing in love after that and and okay fine not i mean i don't know believing in love that's what the hell that means i uh, am yeah. but the first girlfriend i ever had when i left africa yeah he cheated on me with my best friend i because i worked a lot to afford the lifestyle she wanted my wife did it too because i worked a lot to afford the lifestyle she wanted really a hard balance to decide if you want to have quality time or the champagne lifestyle because either way it demands a lot of long hours and you have to find a woman who knows how to focus on the main goal because a lot of girls and a lot of partners right now it's all about the right here you know saying? the Netflix niggas not the Hulu niggas and the Apple niggas you know what I'm saying it's not the Disney Plus right this Netflix niggas right here yeah. this nigga this here John Cena people this yeah. one this other people will distract you quickly they try to get your attention but they don't have the Disney Plus vision right yeah and these people will stop you from moving as fast as you need to go but you don't let them block you from your blessing mm-hmm I moved to Seattle one week and discovered the girl of my life who I moved here for. I'm having, I, I was in a relationship with her for a year and a half. Was cheating on me with my friend. What do you do? Get angry? Go punch that guy in the face? Go back to Kansas? Or figure out like, listen, I'm here now. Gotta go. I already sold everything over there. Yeah. Gotta I already told him I'm leaving. Going back will make me look like a failure. Yeah. I'm going to be homeless and sleep in a car at the beach for two months while I figure my shit out. Mm-hmm. And here I am. Doing shows with one of the biggest comedians here in Seattle. I love it. And and, and getting published. I saw your I your, yeah, your you magazine gotta, article, yeah, go, getting accolades. Yeah, you got to go to that like, yo, listen. You don't think I'm going to... You're not going to strike me out. You got to like think about this. Life loved is longer than loved life. Loved life is what every cocaine holder has. Oh, I'm a Pablo Escobar. I'm kicking it, but you're only kicking it for five years. So you're gonna be caught. Yeah. But the other person is a quality, quality of life, quality. Yeah. What did you contribute? Who did you impact? Who did you have a toast with at night? How do we live? How was your kids, not my kids? Yeah, yo, that was dope. That's quality life, man. 
you know, that is what life is about. It's not about, I'm hurt. I hate everybody who hurt me. You know what? Women are cheaters. Black men cheat all the time. Black men ain't shit. Yeah, you see, you know, it's just, just I know yeah. why I'm going to change. I'm not fucking niggas anymore. I'm not going to, I'm going to change by saying, no, no, bro. That's not, at the end of the time, like, you're going to have your, your center, your core knows where your heart is. And your heart is love and family and, and, and relationships relationships bro make all the money you want but I'm telling you the core of that heart that roots relationships just the people in your life yeah. coming back to the message at the beginning your core your yeah. core wow they, they, they are really important wow. but, but bro I gotta ask you though I gotta ask you cause cause now that you're talking about you know Kansas I gotta ask you a question that's brewing a little bit in my mind was she white Yeah. She was. She's a blonde. She's a blonde, beautiful, little blue eye. How long have you guys been married before? Five. We were together like at least three and a half, four. Four years. I am literally planning an episode on interracial stuff. Mm. I haven't planned it yet, but maybe asking you this question will force you to come back so we can talk about it. Let's go. Bro, listen. How did you handle meshing your roots right because you're an african man you moved to kansas obviously once you land over there the people that you're more related to are your akins right and it's your communities right and it's not just the black community it's not just the african community it's every poc community out there especially immigrant right and then you start to move through life and then they see you and they're like damn you married this little like you know this little shoddy from kansas blonde and and stuff like that and you know what you start to catch flame. You start to catch some smoke. You don't even know where that smoke come from, right? How did you handle that? Actually, I want to actually contradict what you said. Oh! Let me say, let me say, let me say. So, uh, <laughs> oh, this is uh, 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 Kansas yeah. is not the way Seattle is. I have my worst racial uh, encounters came from black people not white mm. they were racist to me in class they were racist to me in clubs it came more from them I had amazing African American friends but I'm telling you most of my racial stuff in Kansas wow. came from black people so I'm already already telling you how it's going right yeah 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 right. I, already, so, I already see where so this when is I, in Wichita State and I'm from Africa I'm Wichita State University I'm intermingling with people I'm going to the gym. The only people, even in the gym, who spoke to dark-skinned niggas like me in Kansas were those blonde girls. All the hmm. dudes, all the men. Our sisters, Raina, Dory Pell, we were not the the drip then. Hmm. We were not the chocolate. Chocolate is dope now. Everybody wants it. Yeah, everybody's on it. Caramel, caramel <laughs> glaze. Everybody now wants that chocolate drip. Yeah. But at that time, that's what it was. And people like us, also where we're coming from. You said something important, you said coming from Africa. You see, when my mom was divorced in Kenya, mm-hmm. uh, at that point, um, the Kenyan culture at that time re- rejected or they outcasted the single woman. So basically growing up, I knew I didn't have any relatives, apart from my grandmother, oh. two or three other 
So by the time I came to America, that route you're talking about, some of us didn't have it. Yeah. So when you come to America, you're trying to get the roots that are here already put in place because you're missing them. Right. And the woman is like, oh, he's my dad. Oh, good. Thank you. I never had a dad. This is dope. Yeah. And oh, here's your grandma. This is your auntie Clarence. I'm like, fuck it. You're my auntie. Shit. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Welcome to the family. So when pull you go up. to it, you pull up to our family because yeah. it's family you never had. Yeah. Family that remembers your birthday. Family that remembers if you ate. Family that remembers your graduation. Yeah. Family that does not only call you when they need something. They're just family. It's just family. Like I pulled up because I know. Mutombo likes banana bread, so we brought a bunch for him. Yeah. That's family, and that draws you. It's not a culture thing. I think people don't understand it. It's not a race thing. It's not a white or Mexican or Chinese. Because I've dated every draw, every 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 menu of human beings. I've dated them. Like every menu from you name them: Thailand, Pulem, Ah, Pulem, Dated, Korea. But uh, I realized mm-hmm. you're pulled to family. Yeah. If you're dating like when I dated this Korean girl. And you know you're never gonna meet the family because they hate you. No matter how much you like her, you're never gonna be with her. Yeah. You're never gonna have your your kids being raised by a hateful, half-ass family. Mm-hmm. Think about it. So, so what you're trying to say is that you didn't have that link with the African community um, in order to care, and you were attracted by family. But did you still catch flack from the rest of the black community for who you were dating at the time? No, this is really weird. It's weird. Uh, I I caught something from them. It's weird. I didn't catch it because I did anything wrong. I caught it because I was doing things that some of the black people thought I needed it to do to a black girl. And then I was like, okay, I'm taking my girl on vacation. Yeah. Or a dinner. Yeah. Something simple. Whatever. Maybe even a simple thing as a picnic. Right. Like, oh, I see you're doing this for that girl. And the same girls writing me messages like that are the same girls who didn't look at me once. My DMs were being swiped left the entire time till I'm doing it to somebody else who doesn't look like them. Hmm. Nobody wants to talk about this shit. <laughs> oh, you guys this, do this. this. You, guys, here, you guys do this for white girls. You don't mm-hmm. like dark skinned niggas. You don't like tall niggas. You don't like short niggas. You don't like this niggas. You don't you like, like fat niggas. You don't like big niggas. niggas. You don't like big niggas. You don't like broke niggas. You don't like this niggas. But when those niggas Yo. do something sweet for another culture, it becomes oh, you're on oh, what do you call that word? Oh, you're a co- you're a coon. Yeah. Look at you. You're doing yeah, this. Yeah, so no, that. I would have bought you flowers, but you'd have told your girl that I'm not cute enough because I'm not Neo Tyrese and Lil Wayne's fucking ass plus Lil John put together mixed with a little bit. Of Oh, what's that niggas? What's that nigga's name? <laughs> Chris Brown's nose. I know Chris Brown's nose gonna be in there because they, they they be mixing stuff. They be sharing stuff. But, yeah. I, but, I, but the thing about it is, was at that time to me, yeah. it was not a race thing. I I did it across the whatever. Yeah. I wanted like family. I wanted family, and I think that's why when I lost my daughter, it hurt me the most. Like, yeah. I really the, wanted yeah, family. Like there are deadbeat dads out there. Why are you using that to take my daughter away? And you know, I have three tattoos on my daughter. I have a face over here. Uh, oh, wow. I have a name over here. I have a last name and a little symbol over here. I have two 
Her two feet are pretty right here. They're all red. Oh my god. Love that girl to death, bro. That bro. girl, everything I do. Bro, listen, I I have a son and yeah. I can't go a week without seeing that, that, bro. I don't know how you do it, bro. I couldn't find it until this day. I'm trying to find a way. I'm trying to struggle. I'm, I'm putting my things in place to, to fight and get her back. It's uh, sorry, I don't like talking about. But but, but you but, know uh, what? Is, is there? But, uh, it's just it's just a it's just a it's just a. I want you to understand something. Mm-hmm. There are people. There are immigrants. There are visitors. There are, there are citizens. There are anything you want to know who are vulnerable to a lot of U.S. citizens here in a different way. And, and there's no clear guidance on how to defend yourself and how to protect yourself from some of the situation, especially if you're a nigga. Right. Because you assume that you're wrong already. And we lose property, we lose family, we lose kids, we lose cars, we lose careers, we are sent back. We are fucked up for life. It takes like five to nine years to, to like try to recover like from that blow. And, and, and our society back home assumes that we need to be the superman that, you know, that's pine is too hard. Yeah. Especially in a new city, new country. But we need to address that there really are predatory women out there, predatory mothers. Yeah. Predatory mothers who target men to get kids to secure themselves. Predatory mothers who target men or relationships their own personal stuff people look at you know like you know just how many celebrities you sit there and you're like listen to their the divorce and alimony and all that that's not a that's not how it was in the 90s right yeah this girl was selling love what happened now why are people so this cutthroat thing like you're like where 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 do we go fucking wrong from so do you have a an option at all to be able to see yeah her. I'm working on it my lawyer is working on it as we speak so Damn. so, so that's the... so that's something we can't we can't really get too much in details yeah, and all that lives are just, uh, just letting you know man if yeah. you love your children love them all the way make kids with people you love mm-hmm. and I'll make kids at the right time make kids the right partners pick your partners right yeah and just just don't sit in, a, in an abusive space because some of us took it Yeah. You know, some of us took it. I know a lot of my friends took it. It's, it's, it's a thing that that's a taboo to talk about, but there are predatory women out yeah. there. And they're really bad, and they're really able to manipulate the system to suck the life out of you. They know who to go to it, too. They, they, they're, just, they're very manipulative. They're very, they're very calculated. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're very meticulous. They would fake things, fake doctor's notes, fake things to find a way yeah. to fuck you up in court. And yeah. you have to do your research. You can't be naive. Everything you do, like everything you do, you gotta protect yourself. So it's a very terrible way to live because I live with a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. to this day because I feel like I have to make sure I'm protected. Yeah. In everything you do. In every move, in every moment, it's like, yeah. yo, 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 yo. Yo, listen, another taboo as part of the black community. Do you go yeah. to therapy? I have been to therapy so many times, bro. Yeah, so many times. Is, is this something you're still doing? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Um, it. I have a friend, and we have a pro bono relationship, and uh, I talk to her. She's in Canada. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she uh, she goes through me through some things because every day is a challenge for you. Every day it's a because I'm I'm a healer in my channel. I'm a healer in my brand. Yeah. And I can't I can't pour from an empty cup. You know, I believe all the wisdom that I share on my General Mutombo and Cut podcast. Mm-hmm. Is, is wisdom that you have to gain through some type of type of bandages. I don't, you, I don't believe in wisdom. Life. I don't believe you go get muscle without lifting. So you have to meet some resistance. That's mm-hmm. where wisdom comes from. And I believe that there's a there's a crowd of people. Right? Because the people fuck with me. Right? Other people listen. The people like I'm like I just want to. I'm not crucifying or demonifying any race, culture. Sex, any creed in yeah. creed I'm just I'm just like let's call out who's bad let's unpluck the people who jeopardize right. like uh, like why are this women insecure or why are this men insecure who made this how can we change that environment so we don't have a lot more men like this yeah. you trickle down things like I was doing an interview in one of my podcasts a few weeks ago and this girl told me this is why some girls end up like being trafficked easily or end up like sex workers because if they were abused all their life and then you have a channel to channel it to and nobody's listening to them and the only person who listened to them was the first person who took advantage of them that's the only person they inclined to be loyal to. and it was like whoa damn full circle yeah it's just full circle like if I, us as, an, as a people, us as a community, us as a fraternity, as of wherever we are in the universe, we break this circle. Like, okay, how can we... Okay, it's here. Generational ignorance, generational bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Institutional rape, institutional this. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, let's make sure there's equality in everything, in family, in this. And just checking them like, no, bro, we're protecting the future generation so we can raise more positive people. Right? Yeah. Listen, let's, let's do this. I... This is where I think I get and we get to make a change, right? If anybody listening to this podcast and is in either um, law, family law, or anything like that, or uh, therapist, or you know, a health professional, please, you know, wherever we post these things, find our social media, find our contact. Um, we'll put some posts out there. Drop your contacts there so that we, you know, we help other people from. Yeah. yeah so we can make this thing circulate like bring bring some resources to other people who might be going through so the same shit know, with similar... the health I had you know what I'm saying yeah yeah bro because a lot of people just give up a lot of people like they get their life snatched away there's a friend of mine called Rogers and he had he had, he had, a, he, he, had he had a baby mom who got pregnant who just wanted a baby from him he didn't know that He's African. He's like, oh, we have a family. This girl got a baby. He's like, I'm dying. I just wanted a baby from you. I'm sorry. I'm going to divorce you. How do you handle that? Bro. But you feel like you harvested my... You, you didn't even... You harvested it. You didn't even ask me to like... Like, bro, you feel like so cheap. <laughs> it's so horrible. Bro. People don't know like some of the emotional toil that it takes on a man uh, when some of this shit happens domestically. Bro. That's honestly a unique perspective that I've actually not have to encounter at all. You know, I've lived in a universe where I just thought it was guys. Vibes, huh? Nah, yeah. it's different out here. It's different. <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing about is, is, let me tell you the funny part. Right. Some of the niggas or some of the brothers you think who have gone through a lot of these situations yeah. are not the niggas who you think struggle get to get with them. Huh. It's a weird fact. Wow. Like some of my brothers are like, bro, you can get any girl you want. <laughs> Is the guy telling you, man, she did this to me and she did this to me? I'm like, 
What? <laughs> you're like. And I know a lot of guys were going through yeah. this. And, and, and a lot of people sometimes blame it to women who weren't, uh, what's the word? What's the word? All of that. Yeah, I wasn't home trained. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trained at home. I didn't know. I didn't have anybody to put me on. I'm saying, but at the end of the day, there are men out there who are going through a lot. Marriages and relationships that y'all don't know about. And it's crazy. Yeah. Because you have predatory women and predatory men. Yeah. Predatory women, predatory men. At least people know who their targets are. But they really fuck up people like for a long ass time. I've seen people whose relationship went sour that affected their career so bad. They moved from like senior executive right there at Amazon to a barista wow. <laughs> in, in a Starbucks right there by Pike, by Pike Square Pike, by Pike Square Street wow yeah like I've seen our relationship can take somebody I know somebody from Google like dope Google big house whatever big small thing pop 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 all these contracts cancel this nigga was asking me the other day do you know a place I can get an apartment out of north he's losing his house Wow, yeah, wow, Mike, it's just, you, you just, it's just part of emotions that we don't talk about. We think like, oh, let's go, let's get more knee, let's get more knee, let's get more <laughs> But you're like, there's a part that goes like, okay, when all the fun, the games, and the hookah, the shots, and the weed, and all things are off, <laughs> you have to live with these people. You have to deal with these people. Yeah. They're not only people you live with, they're fuck, you have people you have to breathe with. And the more you're around them, the more you're you're tied to them. <laughs> and if you're tied to a toxic person, you realize you don't work out as much, you don't eat as healthy as much, you drink more. You, drink. you realize you're sucking what they're giving you. Maybe you used to wake up at four. Oh my God! Yeah. Let me read a podcast. And this nigga start telling me why are you reading a podcast. What are you doing? Why are you working out so much? Who's that bitch you're dressing up for? I am dressing for me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so, 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 so listen, before, before we even get to that close-up part, man, I want to hear something from you. How do you navigate today to make sure you don't bump part with, bump way with people like that? Like, how, how do you tease it out? Is there something uh, that you've learned through yeah, the years yeah, yeah, to, to yeah, identify? I, I, study, or? I, I study people quickly. I, yeah. I, I meet people. When I interact with people, mm-hmm. I actually, I jump on their space before they jump on my space to kind of like cut them up and size them up real quickly. I use my jokes. I use my humor. I use my, I use my charisma. I cut them up really bit. The way they react to me, because that's friendliness. It's like, yeah. hey, how you, like I met you today. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. How you doing? Yeah, hey, yeah, what's yeah, we, up? Right? Yeah, and, I, and I'm already. like, I'm happy. I'm asking, how was your day? Yeah. Despite how your day was, I'm coming with good energy. The way you respond to my good energy, I'm already dissecting. You're like, okay, okay. This is what I see. Um, all right. Yeah. So, hey, do you have something to eat? And I see your response to look at me like, why are you asking? Like, this <laughs> generosity, like, hey, that's exactly, don't worry, I got something for yeah. us. Then I look at your reaction when I'm sharing something with yeah. you. And those three, like in like 10 minutes, I already dissected who I want to talk to. And it really helps me a lot to read a lot of people out. Yeah. I'm a very free-spirited person. I speak my mind. 
I love comedians, like people, make you laugh. I speak anything grotesque, anything. My mom, my, my own, my own people just fuck with me like that. Right. But one thing that makes me pro- protect my space mm-hmm. is I make sure I project my space in public, social media, too much in a way that people are scared to. People are, people are, people are more cautious or more. Yeah, cautious is a word. Yeah. They're more, they're more they, they're, they pay more attention to the energy they bring around because they know I don't like that. Yeah. And I don't like that fake energy, right? Yeah. I don't like, I don't like, you talk to my wife, right? I want to talk to your wife. Where's your wife? Why are you hiding your wife? Why am I not talking to your wife? What is you? Are you sleeping with a wife or are you sleeping with a dog? Who are you? Where is the person we're supposed to be with? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's, and it, it comes off sometimes as, maniac or egoistic but it's more like bro yeah. I told you what I did why are you not telling me what you did because me I'm like transparent like in the whole village back in the day brother it was more like tell me what you're doing right. so I can tell you what I'm doing right. why would you have a friend of yours who worked for Google and you have no Google ads on your podcast mm. why do you have friends who work for Facebook and you don't have Facebook ads on your Facebook because to me that means that's a weak connection yeah. then why are we talking Vibes. If my friends, if my friend Vibes. has a restaurant with the best suya and the best jollof rice in the world, why am I losing weight? <laughs> why am I losing weight? Yeah, because you, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Our connections should be beneficial, right? And when I meet people, they can tell within even when they there is the same DM. I can tell, bro, bro. I can reply to them once, and then reply sometime. I can pick up. Uh, I can pick yeah. more than one. Hey, bro, how you doing? How come you didn't invite me? Are you my Instagram friend? Yes. Is it on my wall? Yes. Like all the other 400 people who liked it? Yes. So you want me to take my time to go on my out. way <laughs> to look for you. Who should be supporting me the way I'm supporting you? <laughs> Brother, I'm yeah, to sleep. Yeah. you can go. I'm not on this jungle track. Yeah. I'm not doing this. You're doing a podcast, yes. You know I'm doing a podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. You know I'm posting it every day because you see it on your timeline, right? Yeah. yeah. If I posted I'm bringing up with my woman today, would have you commented Jesus saves you or God has us? Would have you said Jehovah has us? But when I'm posting good news, you're blind to the fact you're Stevie Wonder <laughs> when it comes to good news. So Stevie Wonder, when I'm posting my, <laughs> my podcast link, yeah. but all of a sudden you're Kevin Hart. When I have bad news, when I've crashed my car, when I've lost my job. Oh, no. <laughs> so funny. Actually, I want to give you a big shout out to yeah. you, man. Yeah. Like, for reals, yeah. for doing this, I am just starting. Yeah. You're the big brother. You got the big platform. It's it's inconceivable that I'm in this space with you sharing, you know. Bro, the love, love given is love kept. Yeah. The only love we get to keep is the love we give. And when people in the universe understand that, that we are plugs, you plug me for red light, I plug you for yeah. amber. Plug. That's how we make a Christmas tree. All these lights, different plugs, different people making a beautiful combination. Why do we like the rainbow? A lot of colors. Yeah. Why do we like the the, the, the orbit, the, the way we look at the galaxy? Yeah. Black, Mexican, Asian. We are beautiful human beings because we are different. If Let me ask you. Mm-hmm. If rice was white and meat mm-hmm. was white and oranges was white watermelon was white oh, onions yeah. was white huh? vodka was white tissue paper was white your shit was white how would you know what is what <laughs> you oh need color God. you oh need God. that difference yeah. you need that 
petition of our brother, mm-hmm. do this so I compliment my vibe. It's like a compliment. Your vibe. Yo, can I can I tell you something really honest? Vibes and vibes. Bro. Yo, listen. There has just been some weird funny energy that I got after releasing the podcast the very first time. Mm-hmm. And it was from people who were not even in the podcast space. So it was just like, bro, like you're not in the space, you're not pushing anything out. Like, why are you mad at me, right? Right. This is why, like, when I connected with you and you were like, let's record, I was like, my mind was blown. Because to me, the the way that I feel the energy right now is that everybody who's recording a podcast is mad at me at this moment in time and I have not even met them because people who have not recorded podcast are mad at me too I'm like I'm like fam I'm like fam what, what did I do to you bro I'm like fam what's up fam yeah yo, listen I'm like bro like I just you know I, I, I just I just wanted to do something that I loved and I you know and I posted it out and I just got some flack so when when you and I linked up like that I was like man it just it meant the world to me man cause I I was in your house here. Uh, shout out to DJ DJ Mo DJ Coco Papi. Yeah. That nigga. Hey. Yo yo. That first, like that light skin with a black nose nigga. We like you. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Coco Papi had a barbecue over here and uh, he invited me. He had a he had a fundraiser. Yeah. There's a project in Africa. Shout out to him. And we that's how we met because this is your crib and we yeah. uh, came and we cooked that day and you could tell how I was attacking people like we we're connecting and I cooked your vibe yeah. and then I knew you were doing a podcast and I followed you on social media yeah. and I'm like yeah bro we're selling the same shit yeah man so what, what's there to lose a, a candle so, does not lose a, does not lose light by lighting another candle same universe the way bro. people check on you the way people plug you in is the way the universe will plug you in also people okay. so I believe in that I believe in that fam I believe in that when you tell me you're on the podcast let's do it fam let's yo let's just record together what's the, what's the vibe what's the vibe <laughs> you know they don't know they don't know us you know anyway man yo, vibes the vibes yo vibes, like, thank, thank you so so much yeah for, for doing this shout out to the to the fam and everybody who shout out to everybody man shout out to everybody listening to us today man yeah. taking your time to plug in with us resonate with our ideas and our feelings and, and, and the things we have to share with the place because remember man remember fun we are all we got and, and like I told my brother I was struggling to find my tribe. If we are your tribe, stick with my brother. Follow him, man. Plug in, yeah. subscribe, give him ratings. If you plug with him, because listen, your voice is important. CNN cannot report all 7 million voices of us. Some of us gotta go to the ground. Like the voice, the vibes, and the stories I told you today. I, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I can't tell ABC. I vibe with you. Yeah. So we are people, there are people like us who have similar stories and we can talk with and elevate and get motivated and get inspired from. Yeah, As we speak right now, fam, who's the top African comedian in the Pacific Northwest, fam? General Mutombo. We ain't playing shit, fam. <laughs> believe in your peng, peng things only believe in your blessing support your brother support your people if we are the voice that you want to fuck with like this is the voices you want to support because listen man you know I, we don't have a lot of podcasts from Africans in, our, in America no, right? really we don't have a lot you know? really they're a handful Bruh. but even the handful they're not more like people like me or you on the grid they're more like 
like more seasoned American immigrants and, uh, and, and you know yeah, like the, jo- and, the and, Jesus and Jola yeah, people. When you talk you know? about Africa so much, you know, like you killed your chicken with your own bare hands, to them it's like uh, overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You killed the chicken with your own hands. Oh, so like, you were such a murderer. I'm a vegan. I want my croutons. I want my cabbage. <laughs> Well, my latte oh my two God. shots, no sugar. Yes. I use I use tissue paper from Thailand because my ass is sensitive. Okay. I use pads from Taiwan because I am Thai nutty down there. <laughs> Did I continue? Oh my God, bro! Listen, yeah, you killed me, bro. I just, yo, yeah, I'm laughing I'm so crying. much. I'm crying. I ain't talking shit, no. I ain't talking shit no more. Yo, I'm laughing so hard. I'm crying. I'm crying. No more. I'm quiet. Man. Oh my god. That's why I gotta have you back. Yeah, we'll come back, bro. We'll come back. We'll make up again. But it's important, man. If you voted, man. If you voted 2020, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you people who voted 2020. Yo, for real. Uh, after we just cut this thing, we're right about to go check the website. And yeah, see we're about to see how it's going. But how how Nimada is doing, bro. Yeah, we <laughs> we're not even going to talk about the results, but we're just going to shout out to every immigrant, every American, New American citizen, every American citizen, everybody who's listening to us, shout out to you. If you voted this year, just the fact that you voted this year, I don't matter who you voted for, but the fact that you came out, took your time, sent it your ballot, or you went there and just, that was dope. Africa, if you're voting... Africa is in crisis. Congo, Cote d'Ivoire, Cameroon, Ivory Coast, Guinea, Niger, Nigeria, Tanzania. Any country in Africa this year that is voting. You know any other country that's voting from? Yeah. Any country in Africa that is voting this year, man. Shout yeah. out to you. And 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 then just defend your rights. Like, vote. Go out there and do your thing, man. Tanzania, like, there's a lot of things in Africa going on right now. Yeah, right. Uh, showed, you saw DJ Mo's, like, DJ Mo's, DJ Mo's uh, videos. Yeah, yeah, from Guinea, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, just... Thank you for voting. That's all yeah. I want to say. Thank you for yeah. voting. Thank you for getting out there and putting your voice. Yeah, man. You know, we'll be coming back to you shortly. Soon. Peace, man. Peace. There ain't no place in the world where Buster Rhymes ain't the baddest motherfucker. You understand? Do you understand who this man is? Do you understand how hard he brings it? Shorties throw they bra And I need a lighter to light The perfect cigar Brand new jet Brand new car Leader of the new shit Brand new Zong Light switch off Cuban link cross The shine bright of the evening Diamonds crisscross If you ain't out here to find it Time to get lost In case you niggas ain't know Bitch I get busy Like a silverback grizzly
Philly, roll up some more sticky Every hood to every block, brought them all with me So much smoke, they nicknaming the flow chimney Bag full of Franks, every federal known crispy The great bus rhymes, you with a few dimes I just spoke your name up, you gon' live a long time See when we in this bitch, most you niggas get no shine Invalid niggas, stop begging for cosigns Now this be the doses to have them black and make them do shit Then it ain't back up until it fucking breaking too Better call a medic, you know my whole aesthetic Energy kinetic, you better clear the exit Light switch on, fuck shit up Till everyone in this bitch gone Launch grenade bombs, spit that venom to break up your legs and both arms Volcanic eruption, we tell them remain calm Heavy metal like Metallica, now witness the massacre Somebody should've told them niggas they shouldn't come after you Feed the planet to cook up international traffickers Now pull up with the sprinters, cause all of my bitches passengers So far, shorties throw they bra And I need a lighter than light, the perfect cigar Brand new jet, brand new car Leader of the new shit, brand new Zaw Light switch off, Cuban link cross The shine bright of the evening, diamonds crisscross If you ain't out here to find it, time to get lost In case you niggas ain't know Thank you for tuning in to the show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to General Matambo Uncut Podcasts, now available on all platforms. Au revoir.